Hello everyone, you've tuned into another episode of Mindful of Me, the podcast, where we have faith-based self-care conversations for women. I am Tiffany, your podcast host. In case you missed episode seven entitled Jesus and Therapy, I urge you to go back and take a listen as episode eight will touch on some points mentioned in that episode. With that being said, stay tuned. Episode eight is about to start. Welcome to another installment of the Gray Hair Chronicles, a series where I speak about my journey of relinquishing my plans for the plans the Lord has for me. I want to take a moment to acknowledge everyone who listened to my last podcast episode. I received an overwhelming amount of positive feedback. Um, I'm so honored the Lord saw fit to use this platform to speak to the hearts of those open to receive. Uh, God is awesome. And so are you. Before we get started on today's uh, podcast episode, I want to go ahead and start with some prayer. So Heavenly Father, thank you for the day. Thank you for this moment, for this time that you've already preordained. Heavenly Father, I pray that as I record this podcast episode, Father, that I would decrease and that your Holy Spirit would increase, Father. I pray, Father, that the subject matter today will pierce the heart of those listening, Father. I pray, God, that your agenda for their life would take over as they hear the words that you would speak through me, God. I pray, Heavenly Father, that they would carry all of their cares to you, all of their questions to you, that they will present their thoughts and their minds to you and their relationships to you, Heavenly Father. I pray, God, that you will show them divinely the next step in their path, in their journey, Father. We thank you, Father, for everything that you've done, everything that you're doing and that you will do. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. So I've had quite a few conversations with family, friends, and associates since my last podcast. The recurrent challenge I heard from a lot of those people was, I don't know how to let go. I don't know to... Um, I don't know how to let go of this person or this thing, this behavior, this thought, this relationship. I don't know how to let go of the guilt and shame of my past actions or letting go of control. And the big one, I don't know how to let go of what I thought my life would look like. Letting go is something I can say I struggled with most of my life, especially when it came to people that I trust or behaviors that I felt were comforting and served as a means to protect my heart. My lack of trust in people made it hard for me to let go of the people that I did trust and the defense mechanisms that I formed from previous trauma. So I can fully relate to anyone who feels as though they don't know how to let go. Um, I want to go into what the word of God has to say about letting go. So get your pens and papers or cell phones or whatever you use to note take and jot down these scriptures so that maybe you can go back and reference them later. But Philippians chapter three, verse 13 and 14 says, brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do 
forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heaven forward in Christ Jesus. Proverbs 16, 9 says, in their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. Isaiah 43, 18 and 19 say, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Luke 9, 62 says, but Jesus said to him, no one having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. When we don't let go of things we're holding on to, they become mountains that block us from getting closer to God and living out our God-given purpose. They are literal weights in our life. And the heavier something is, the harder it is to break free from it. So we, we can't be afraid to let go. We must understand that everything, every situation, every circumstance and every person we will face or encounter has an assignment attached to it or them. And sometimes the Lord allows these things to happen or these people to come into our life so he can test us to see where our faith is and measure our growth. Our ability to pass the test shows the enemy that we are committed to God in the good times and in the bad. That our relationship with the father is not based on our current condition because whether we have peace or there's chaos in our world, God is who he is. So a test may look like that one friend or person you can't seem to shake. It's like they're the person that keeps coming back. Um, And when they do all of the boundaries that you set, you find yourself relinquishing them. And now you're back connected when you know you shouldn't be. They are a test. They're a test. They're on assignment to test your growth or perhaps to distract you. So don't be flattered by the thought that they just can't leave me alone. I know we've all said that before, right? They can leave you alone, but they choose not to because you keep failing the test of letting them go. Come on now. Another test is the mindsets and behaviors that pop up when you feel triggered by experiences you've been through in your past. Those are tests to see if you're going to lean more into the word of God and apply it to the thing versus leaning on your own understanding and responding how you've always responded. Proverbs chapter three, verse five and six says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and all of your ways submit to him and he will make your path straight. When is the last time you asked the Lord Um, is this person a test or Lord, help me to recognize the assignment of this person or this thing in my life. Equally so, we are on assignment as well. And when God places us in the path of others or situations, we have to consult with him so that we can have an understanding of our purpose or our role in that moment or in that season. One thing that has helped me To let go is understanding that not everything or everyone is a lifelong connection. Everything have an expiration date. (laughs) Um, This can also be applied to behaviors and mindsets. If the Lord himself prunes us, even when we're bearing good fruit, 
And you can reference uh, John chapter 15 to learn about the vine and the branches and the fruit. Um, Why would we ever think it's okay for us to remain the same? We are literally required to let go, especially when you're submitted to God. And you know how I know we're required to let go? We let go all the time and we don't even notice. Let me give you some examples. When you are promoted on your job, you have to let go of your old position in order to acquire a new one. When you get married, you have to let go of your single mindedness in order to be successful at being a spouse. Even the seasons let go in order to move into another season. There is nothing, nothing. Hear me clearly. There is nothing in our lives that we will encounter that at some point we're not required to let go of something or someone in order to move forward. Letting go is necessary for our growth. And it is required for our advancement. Glory be to God. Another thing that has helped me to let go is knowing that letting go isn't always negative. The Lord will require you to let go of things that you like. And that's just real. We don't have to have a blowout for me to let you go. You don't even have to hurt me for uh, me to let you go. As you grow You change what served you in one season is not going to serve you in another. As God prunes you, he prunes your heart. He prunes your mind. He prunes your thoughts and your desires. You'll start to fall out of agreement with perverse behavior and familiar spirits and generational curses and all of the things that you ran to for comfort instead of running to him. Matthew 6, 24 says no one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. It's not just money, though. You cannot serve both God and anything or anyone that you've put in his place. Keep in mind that serving looks like what you give your time and your energy to instead of the father. So when I think about what it means to let go, I have to first ask, whose path are you choosing to follow? Is it your path, which is the path of your flesh, or is it the path the Lord has for you? And the Bible's pretty clear as to uh, what living for your flesh looks like. So Galatians 5, uh, Galatians 5, chapter, uh, verse 19 through 21, excuse me. So I'll say that again. Galatians chapter 5, verse 19 through 21 says, uh, the acts of the flesh are obvious, sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God versus choosing to walk the path that the Lord has for you. Galatians chapter 5 Verse 22 through 26 says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. That big one, self-control against such things. There is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Crucified means to put to death. 
so that it's no longer about what your flesh craves. Since we live by the spirit, let us keep in step with the spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. When we don't let go of things and people and behaviors, not of God, we forfeit our inheritance and become destruction and we welcome destruction um, into our lives. We have to know that there are blessings and purpose, protection and peace and growth that come along with letting go of fleshly desires and allowing the spirit of the Lord to take over. I want to take a moment um, to talk about letting go of the idea of what you thought your life would look like. Let's think about that. Take a moment to think about the ideas of what you thought your life would look like. So I think that the the American dream, if you will, to some effect has been you go through school, high school, you graduate, you go to college, you get a degree, you make a, a good living for yourself financially, you get married, you guys have a house, you have kids, and, uh, you know, you set up potentially some type of uh, legacy or something to pass down to the generation after you. And if you've done that, you, that is it. That is the dream. Um, I can't recall ever being taught whether my parents or my mother or through church or mentors to take the time and ask the Lord what are the plans that he had for my life? We're taught that we need education. We have to go to school, right? We need to learn how to how to read and write and all of these things. But after the foundational things, the ideas that we have about marriage and children, or maybe some of us weren't taught to be married or have children, and that's not what we grew up seeing, so we didn't have a desire for that, or... Or something to that effect, like how many people, when you really, really think about it, can you say that who you are today is formed by everything that you've gone through, everything that you've experienced, everything that you've been exposed to throughout your lifetime versus the idea or the pain that the Lord had for you and where he would have you to be right now. I have been able to let go of the idea of what I thought my life would look like by recognizing where the idea came from. Where did the idea come from? What is it that made me desire to be married and have children and have a big house and own my own business and uh, be able to be a giver. And, you know, where did that come from? Did that come from society or from what I was exposed to as a child or from the, the goals or the things that were instilled in me growing up? 
Um, or are those things that I have gone to the Lord about and he has confirmed or he has shown me or is he the person that placed those desires in me? Which one is it? I know that successfully living for the Lord requires me to let go. And sometimes the cost of letting go is I have to let go. I have to let go of the plans that I had for my life. I have to let go of the vision that I had for my life. Because I never took the time to ask the Lord, Lord, was this the plan that you had for me? Lord, was this the purpose that you have for me? See, when we start living for the Lord, we understand that he has called us to uh, be on assignment. All of us have an assignment attached to us. All of us have a purpose attached to us. And being in line with that assignment, that preordained, predestined, God-given purpose and assignment means that it's going to cost me my fleshly desires. It's going to cost me relationships that I really don't want to let go of. It's going to cost me behaviors that I find comfort in. It's going to cost me mindsets that I form that I feel as though um, allow me to be in control and protect my heart. It's going to cost me the ideas that I thought. My life would come out as because the cost of living for the Lord means, Lord, not my will, but your will. It's not about me. It's not about you. And I don't think we're taught, at least I wasn't growing up in church, that when they say my life is not my own. It means that it's not about you. It's not about what you feel as though uh, brings you purpose and meaning and fulfillment. It's not about the accolades and the praises. It's not about, oh, I've acquired this and I've acquired that. And it's not about any of that. It's about. Lord, what is the will that you have for me? What's the purpose you have for me? What does that look like? What's the assignment that you have for me? Does the assignment cost me the idea of what I thought my life would look like? Mm. And if it does, Lord, will I still say yes? If living for God means that it's going to cost you the relationship, it's going to cost you the behavior, it's going to cost you the mindset, it's going to cost you the protection that you've established in your life, your defense mechanism, it's going to cost you the ideas that you had and the plans that you had, will you still say yes? Will you still say yes? 
because your yes means, Lord, it was never about the things. Lord, it was never about the idea I have for my life. Lord, it was never about the person. Lord, it was never about the situation, Father. It was never about the mindset, Father. It was never about the defense mechanism, Father. It's about you. It's about being committed to you. It's about being committed to the assignment you have on my life. It's about being committed, Heavenly Father to the plans that you have already preordained for me father it's about letting go of my past and pressing forward father that's what it's about am I ready to let go mm. Mm. glory be to God that's what you gotta ask yourself Lord, am I really ready to have this relationship with you? Because when I have this relationship with you, you're going to require me to let go. Because you can't grow me and elevate me with things that are holding me back. Even the things that I like. This subject for me of letting go, it really, really makes me emotional, but not in a bad way, in a good way, because to get to a point in your journey with the Lord where you say, Lord, I'm not afraid to let go of anything. I'm not afraid to let go of anybody because being closer to you and being open to you and carrying out the plans that you have for me is more important than anything that I could have came up with by myself. It's more important than my ideas and my thoughts. It's more important than the relationships that I formed. It's more important, Father, than my titles and my accolades. That's number one priority to me. And carrying out the plans you have for me. For I know that I am on assignment. I know that I'm on assignment. And my life is not my own. Which means it's going to cost me some things. And it's going to require me to let go in and through the seasons of my life. Glory be to God. Pastor Mike Todd said, uh, people that live in the world live once, but people who live for the Lord live twice. So when you hear people say, YOLO, you only have one life. No, people who live in the flesh have one life. But people who live in the spirit know that we just stopping through. This is not the final place for me. I'm just stopping through. But while I'm here, the Lord has some things for me to do. Come on. God is so good. God is so good. And the enemy will really have you in your feelings and in your emotions about letting go of things. And letting go of people. And letting go of defense mechanisms and thoughts and mindsets that you feel as though have protected you when really they've only created division between you and God, between you and the purpose that the Lord has for you, between you and the blessings that God wants to give you, between you and peace, between you and your real self. Can we go there for two seconds? I wouldn't even go here. But I feel like 
the Lord is having me to go here. If we can be hot, humble, open and transparent. The purpose of this podcast is me relinquishing my plans for God plans, right? But it's also a way for me to stop seeing Tiffany in the eyes of Tiffany and to start seeing Tiffany in the eyes of the Lord. I don't know or I didn't know who I was until I went and sought the Lord about who he called me to be. There's many of you who have gone a lifetime and have no idea who you are. And you have allowed your parents and your situations and your life experiences to form a false impression of who you are. You go to sleep and wake up with yourself every day and have no idea who that is. Not one time have you gone to the Lord and said, Lord, show me me. And not just the me who's experienced life, but the me that you've called me to be. It's funny how a lot of people who desire to be married will start to get to a point in their singleness where they will say, Lord, I want a man that's going to go to you about me. But you are praying and asking your future spouse to do something that you haven't done for yourself. You have not gone to God. Come on, Holy Spirit, speak how you want to say it. You have not even gone to God. To say, Lord, I'm praying to you about me. Lord, show me me. Lord, I'm going to go to you on my behalf. Come on. I'm going to go to you on my behalf, Father. I pray that you will break down every strong man and strong tower that uh, the world has formed within me, Father. I pray, Father, that every man that I've laid with or every woman that I've laid with and married in the spirit realm, Father, that those ties would be severed, Heavenly uh, Father. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that everything that is within me that is not like you, that it will come tumbling down like the walls of Jericho. Father, I pray that who you've called me to be, Father, will begin to rise up, Father, and take over my flesh, Father. I crucify my fleshly desires to you, Father. I crucify him and say, no longer will I live this way, Father, that I will have a, a lifestyle of repentance, God, that I would turn from the ways that I've acquired over these years, God, and that I will relinquish them, Father, so that I can pick up and carry out the plan that I that you've called me to to do when is the last time you've gone to God on your own behalf when is the last time you said Lord show me me show me me and rid me God of everything that's not like you because I go to sleep and wake up and go to work and answer phone calls and hang out with people and they don't even know who I am because I haven't even gone to you to find out who I am. So the person that they think that they're friends with, the woman or man that they think that they know that they're laying with is a version of me that's not even the true me. They're laying with my flesh. They're talking and having relationships with my flesh when really all that means is I'm causing destruction and mayhem in their life. I'm not drawing them to you. Sometimes it's not other people that's the problem. Sometimes it's you. Sometimes you're the person that needs, uh, that people need to let go. Whew. Sometimes it's us. 
When you get to a point in your relationship with God where you're not only able to recognize the things and the people and the behaviors that you need to let go, but you're also able to self-reflect, come on conviction, and you're also able to self-reflect and say, I'm in this person's life and they may not be ready to let me go, but they need to let me go. I'm going to let me go for them because now I know better and because I know better, I do better. And because now I'm taking on the spirit, the characteristics of the Holy Spirit, now I got self-control. Now I could be like, "Mm, I'm going to pray for you. That you will be the tie that we have would be severed. And that it will not be reconnected in the mighty name of Jesus. And that that the Lord will expose himself to you and that you will grow near to him and that he will begin to reveal to you the plans and the purpose that he has for your life. And that you will be able to be at peace with the cost of saying, Lord, for you, yes to your will, yes to your way. That's good food. That's good food for your spirit. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Lord, you're good to us when we're not good to ourselves. You're better to us than we could ever be better to ourselves, Lord. Father, the plans that you have for us are so much better, Lord. There is power, woman of God, man of God, because I know I've got some male listeners. There's power to letting go. We don't have to fear letting go. We don't have to fear the expiration or the ending of something. Even our food has an expiration date. Okay. We don't have to fear the end or the letting go of things. There's power. The word of God tells us that he does not give us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. That means that I have the power to let you go because I do it in love. And when I do it, I can have peace about it. Apply that word. Y'all have to get in y'all word. I'm a Sunday. I, I go to church on Sunday, but I look forward to Wednesday Bible study. Oh, I look forward to it because I like I, I like the word. I'm learning the word like never before. I'm applying it in my life like never before. It's something about when you apply the word of God in your life and how you begin to see the changes within you. It's somehow you begin to talk to the Lord and then your desires begin to change the more that you have conversations with him and he'll turn something around in a way that you never thought. But it's just something about when you're able to sit and look at yourself and say, I don't desire that thing no more. Hmm. That's crazy. But it's like, no, that's not crazy. That's God. That's God. God will help you let go of the thing you don't know how to let go of. Mm-hmm. The Lord will come in and close the door that you feel like you could never close. But you got to let him. You got to work with him. He want to partner with you. When you begin to partner with you, then them doors that you felt as though you kept opening when that person or that or that friend kept popping back up and them boundaries kept going away. When you partner with the Lord, when they come back around, you're going to pass that test. You're going to be like, sir, ma'am, I am not even there. We don't even have to talk. I'm done with it. 
you'll start going around family and they'll be like, girl, you ain't, uh, you ain't smoking. And you'll be like, no, nah, I'm good on that. They'd be like, what? Well, listen, I don't have a desire for it no more. <laughs> when that happened, when I started talking to the Lord, uh-huh. When I started to pray and have conversations with him, when I started to get in his word, when I started to apply what the word of God said to my life, when I started uh, not becoming fearful because the word of God says he has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Come on, I got the power to let you go. Because I'm going to do it in love. I'm going to do it in obedience to the word. I'm going to do it out of the characteristics of the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to have peace. I'm going to have a sound mind when I do it. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. That's good to me, (laughs) y'all. That's good to me. You have the power to let go of the idea of what you thought your life would look like. When you really sit with the Lord and start to ask him to search your heart and this and and you start to reflect and he starts to reveal to you that the plan that you had was never his plan anyway. It was never his plan anyway. And that don't mean it don't hurt. It's okay. It's going to hurt. But he'll give you peace in the midst of your pain. He's made strong in our weakness. That's the time to press in and say, Lord, regardless of the condition. You are God. You're still a provider. You're still a protector. You're still a way maker. You are still good. You are still God. And for that, I love you and I seek you and I have intimate relationship with you and I learn your word on my own and I apply it to my life and I'm obedient to it because regardless of what I'm going through, you are who you are and that will never change. That'll never change. If you're going to do this living for God thing, you have to know that you're going to be required to let go. In some way, shape, form, every season, every elevation, it requires you to relinquish one thing to acquire something else. Until the Lord takes you home, you will never not be in a season where you're not going to have to let go of something. It just comes with the territory. So if you're somebody who has a hard time of letting go, let me tell you right now that you're going to become the master of letting go. The more that you grow uh, it with the Lord, the more that you pursue the path and the things that he has for you, you're becoming a master of letting go. Because when you start to realize that, oh, I can't be attached to that because that is going to stop me from getting there. So if I got to let this go here so that I can get there then I need to go on and let it go because I'm on assignment and I have things to do and I cannot allow me being connected to things or people who are not meant to go into this next season with me to come with me I gotta let it go I gotta let you go I have to grow and I have to elevate it because the business that the Lord has for me is serious business and I understand that there are going to be people that are tied to my purpose and those people are waiting for God to 
to use me as a vessel so that they can be drawn to him. So I can't afford being connected to you to stop me from being a position for somebody to get to know the Lord. I'm just not going to be able to do it. I can't compromise it anymore. When I go before the Lord, I want him to say, well done, my good and faithful servant. So I need to do what I need to do here while I'm here, because I know that this is just a, a pass through for me. This is one of two ending. When I leave here, it'll be the end of this and the beginning of my life with the Lord. And I'm excited. I'm excited. So I'm going to go ahead and give you guys the mindful tip. Um, until the next time we speak, I urge you to seek the Lord regarding the things and the people um, it's time to let go of in your life. If you're unsure, ask him to show you. If you already know and you're just having a hard time, lean more into his word and gradually apply it. Um, T.D. Jakes is doing a series on Wednesday night Bible study, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time called Faithful Wounds. There's two parts up now. Um, It's the bomb. Let me just say that. But um, someone asked him, how do you move on? And he said, you you do it suddenly or you do it gradually. Um, Either you cut them off completely. Bam, cold turkey. I'm done with you. Or gradually you cut them off and gradual cut off may be or gradual cut off from the mindset or the thing may be you don't reply right then and there like the way that you always have. You take a few days, you finally let it go. You don't respond right then and there. You start talking to the Lord more about it before you get to responding to it. Those are gradual ways that you begin cutting off. So I love you with the love of the Lord. I pray that this word um, was just for you. Whoever is listening, I pray it was just for you. And I pray that you feel empowered after listening to this word and your ability to let go. God bless you. If you made it all the way through the power to let go, thank you. Thank you for allowing me to speak. Um, allowing your hearts to be open to hear what the Lord may be saying to you. It's a blessing to just see transformation within yourself. That's a blessing. So I pray that self-reflection has happened this episode. Last uh, podcast, we talked about doing self-assessments. And this week, we're talking about the power to let go. So I pray that both of those words combined um, will serve as spark plugs just (laughs) what was that sound (laughs) well just uh, to ignite within you what has been dormant and so I love you with the love of the Lord I'm going to pray over you guys and then I'm going to go ahead and get out of here but Heavenly Father we thank you for the word that went forth today on the podcast the power to let go Father we thank you, Father, that you have not given us a spirit of fear, but of love and of um, of power and of love and of sound mind, God. We pray, Heavenly Father, that everyone who's listening, who is in the need of letting go, Father, that they won't be fearful, God. That they know they have the power to let go, Father, because they're letting go out of love and out of obedience to your heavenly word, Father. 
and that you would give them even peace, Father, in their mind. For we know that the enemy will torment us in our mind, God. But we know that he's already a defeated foe, as your word says. So, Heavenly Father, I bless you for my listeners. I pray, Father, that you will get all the praise, the honor, and the glory through this podcast. I pray, Father, that lives will be changed, Father. Hearts will be softened, Father. I pray, Father, that those who were not searching for you or seeking for you or seeking you, Lord, that they will begin to search for you and seek you through this podcast, Heavenly Father. I pray, God, that they will begin to say yes to your will and yes to your way, God. I pray, Father, that they will no longer be afraid, Father, to relinquish who they've been for who you've called them to be, God. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that they will relinquish their plans for your plans, Lord. Thank you for calling us. Thank you for giving us purpose. Thank you for giving all of us an assignment. I pray that not only myself, but those who listening, Father, would weigh the cost and see that the cost to living a life for you is far greater than the cost of living a life without you. So, Father, have your way in our mind, body, and spirits, in our relationships, friendships, and our marriages. Have your way, Heavenly Father, in our businesses, on our jobs, Father, and with every interaction and connection that we would have, Father. Let your Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, amen.